Ever asked yourself why you should listen to Talk Commerce? Because we uncover how tech innovations can propel your business forward, exploring the newest trends, the nitty-gritty of e-commerce, and the intriguing world of business growth. I'm Veronica Costello, your faithful co-host. Welcome to a special Partners Corner episode of Talk Commerce, where this week we're spotlighting India and its ingenious partner manager, Madeline Anderson. We're also pleased to welcome the Chief Growth Officer at Max Burst, Jason Sidana. They're here to give us an insider look at everything from growth strategies to the latest in retail technology trends, all the way to creating personalized customer experiences. It's important to remind all of our listeners that we're doing all of this for you. Brent Peterson and I are here to bring you the best insight and a bit of fun, like Brent's free joke project. Before we launch into the episode, here's a huge shout out to all the business enthusiasts looking to take your company one step closer to its growth potential. You're about to dive into some incredible experiences and insights as Jason and Madeline share their wisdom on holistic business management blended with the day-to-day operations of India and Max Burst. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Is your Magento site moving at a snail's pace? Believe it or not, you're in the same boat as 90% of Magento store owners. Let's add a splash of optimism. I recently had a client who revived their site by switching to Hoofa. Their excitement was contagious. Hoofa is more than just a theme. It's like having a secret weapon in your e-commerce arsenal. Picture this. You're crafting an online space that's as vibrant, engaging, and dynamic as your brand. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? That's the Hoofa magic. Performance, top-notch. Usability, smooth as butter. With Hoofa, hitting Google Lighthouse scores of 100 isn't a dream, it's reality. My client and I have been on this exhilarating journey, and I tell you, it's a game-changer. But hey, Hoofa isn't just about turbocharging your performance, it's about putting a personal stamp on your store. The theme is fully customizable. Play around, express yourself, make it truly yours. My client has been having a blast watching their online storefront transform supercharged by Hufa's powerful features and tools. Ready for transformation? Why not test drive Hufa and feel the difference yourself? Visit hyva.io. That's hyva.io. And when you get there, don't forget to mention that Talk Commerce sent you. Trust me, you're in for a treat. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce with Endear. This is our partner corner. And today I have Jason Sedana, who is with Max Burst. He is the Chief Growth Officer. And Madeline Anderson, who is the partner uh, partner manager at Endear. Um, Jason, why don't you start off, do a short introduction, tell us your day-to-day role and one of your passions in life. Uh, so yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm one of the partners here at MaxBurst. I'm the chief growth officer. Um, my day-to-day is I'm janitor and CEO and everything in between. 
So whatever people need help with, I help out with that. I handle sales, marketing, projects, clients, you name it. I just kind of dip my toe wherever my team needs me at, and I just help out there. Um, but I'm heavily focused on the growth of the company, so the bigger picture stuff, um, what can we do to exponentially grow, help out our clients, how do we make our clients grow, just kind of full gambit of, you know, agency life, let's call it that. And any particular passions? Business, Legos, my kids, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty bland like that. I, I'm so hyper-focused on just operations of business that even if I do a little bit of reading, it's like an operational book or, or some kind of like HBR management book or something like that. So that's I'm awesome. Um, and I like that you have Legos in there. Uh, yeah. I'm in Minneapolis, so we have Legoland at the Mall of America, which I've, I haven't been there in like 10 years. But anyways, Madeline, go ahead. Tell us <laughs> why we're doing this podcast. Tell us your day-to-day -day role and, uh, and tell us a little bit about Endear, because this is the first episode, and, and then one of your passions in life. Yeah, so um, this podcast came to be when I was talking with um, our partner manager at Attentive. Uh, we were doing like a little interview piece about what Attentive does and um, how, they, how we work together at Attentive and Endear. And I thought, man, it'd be kind of cool to do this kind of partner spotlight in a podcast setting. And then I thought, my dad has a podcast and it's and it's pretty big so why don't i propose this uh, monthly partner chat featuring endear and blank partner um, so that's kind of how this came to be endear is a um, crm and clienteling tool for brick and mortar omni-channel um, retail brands uh, primarily in the fashion and home goods uh, world so i am the partnerships manager my day-to-day -day looks like working with partners in uh, co-marketing activities or lead generation or um, events um, and that kind of thing. We're based in New York. I'm based in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, and a passion of mine would be triathlons. I like to do triathlons obsessively and all the time. <laughs> Even in the winter in Fargo, that's amazing. Even in the winter, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so before we get into our, our, our conversation today, uh, Jason has been so gracious to accept my offer of telling him a joke. It is the Free Joke Project. All you have to do is say, should this joke be free, or do you think we should charge for it someday? So here we go. I told my cat that I'm going to teach him to speak English. He looked at me and said, me how? That's a free joke. Something. Yeah, I know. I knew it was a stretch. I was going to use the attentive one, like they were going to be on the podcast, but I wasn't paying attention. So then they just like sk skip it. You know, we're going to do Max Burst, but that wasn't e that was equally not as funny. I, I uh, use that with my wife all the time when she says like, "Oh, you're never listening to me." I'll be like, "What did you say?" <laughs> there you go. In the ever-evolving retail landscape, one platform is changing the game, ushering in a retail renaissance that puts relationships at the forefront. Welcome to Endear. Endear is a CRM built for omni-channel brands, empowering them with the consumer data to deliver a personalized, efficient customer experience that drives sales and retention. 
imagine a tool that intuitively understands your customers' needs, giving your brand a remarkable edge. Don't believe us? Geronimo from Rebag says, I've used every CRM from Salesforce down and Endear is the best one I've found for us. With Endear, your team isn't just selling products and crafting stories that resonate, nurturing connections that last. It's not just a CRM. It's a tool that empowers your sales associates to make personalized connections, bridging brands and customers like never before. Ready to redefine retail clienteling with a platform trusted by hundreds of omni-channel brands around the globe? Request your Endear demo today and enter a future of enriched connections and unparalleled customer loyalty. Um, all right. So, uh, Max, tell us, uh, tell yeah. us a little Jason. bit about Jason. Jason. <laughs> Jason, sorry. Jason. Yes. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about Max first, uh, but maybe give us a little bit of background. I, I'm in entrepreneurs organization, so I'm, I'm a big believer in entrepreneurism and I'm on the board here in Minneapolis for EO nice. and I'm always interested in people's backgrounds and their story. How did you get so, started in what you're doing? Yeah, so I'll give you Max Burst first. So Max Burst is a 40 plus person web design and development agency um, from designers, developers, project managers, admin, you name it. We're a fully staffed digital agency, just focused on web design and development. We're Shopify Plus partners. We build on WordPress. We're Wix partners, custom PHP sites, you name it. You know, we're all over the place when it comes to web. Um, we've been around since 2007. Um, and we're heavily focused on that mid-market to enterprise level clientele. And uh, yeah, pretty much anyone who has anything to do with building out a website, whether that's informational or e-commerce and really complex e-commerce, whether that's direct to consumer, B2B stuff, integrating with ERP systems, inventory management systems, figuring out really unique solutions around really complex problems. That's what we're, that's our sweet spot. That's where we heavily focus on. And um, my background, uh, interestingly enough, is I come from retail. My family owns footwear and apparel stores all over Long Island, Queens, and Brooklyn. So got that entrepreneurial DNA built in me because my mom would tell me, like, I was born in March and April was Easter and it was busy. She literally took me to the store. So month one, I was working in the store. Um, so grew up in retail, stock boy, running the stores, doing the buying, dealing with Nike, Adidas, Reebok, and all these guys. And, um, you know, I always had a passion for tech. So we actually had to build out our own custom POS system in the early 2000s. Nothing really existed uh, for footwear and apparel because everything was like a line item kind of a POS system and footwear and apparel, you have style, color, and then the size. So no one really understood that matrix and no one built a system around that. So we built out this, you know, POS system uh, in-house. All of our stores are still using it. It's like a 1998 kind of looking screen with the server in the back of the, the store, um, you know, really old school, but it works. We're still married to it. It's like using a BlackBerry today. Like it sucks that you can't connect with the internet or download app. Like you can't do anything with it, but as a register, you know, it's phenomenal. So um, it's like a BlackBerry in an iPhone world. That's, that's the metaphor that I always think of. Um, so then we got into wholesale doing a ton of import export um, we have 180,000 square feet of warehousing filled with sneakers. So if anybody young listening to this needs sneakers, just hit me up. I, I have a hookup. Um, and then, uh, we had to build out, then we started getting into e-com. Our first sales channel was eBay, then Amazon, 
uh, Flipkart, uh, let's see, Walmart, Sears was doing a marketplace at that time, all the South Korean ones, Latin American ones, we were all over the place. So we any place that we can connect our inventory, we would just start selling on there. Overstock was a big one for us. Um, and at that point, you know, we were doing, we had a ton of staff just doing redundant data entry. Like that same eight size shoe that was available in retail was also available for wholesale, but then somebody was manually entering it in eBay, then Amazon, then Overstock and whatever. And then if something sold somewhere, they would have to manually delist it. So we figured we had to build a better solution. Nothing really existed that that same size eight shoe would be available in all sales channel and managing inventory, uh, the inventory correctly. So we custom built our own ERP system, not knowing, you know, technology like that or, you know, being a dev agency or anything like that. So just jumped in. Um, so that's still being used. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. Everything's open APIs now. So that's like an up-to-date system and and we keep expanding on it. Um, so that's kind of cool. And that inevitably got me into the agency world because people just kept asking me like, hey, can you help me with my warehouse or help me set up my website and all that stuff? I didn't even know what a proposal was. I was like, cool, you're going to pay me for this? Like, yeah, I'll help out. And then um, built my own agency. And then I merged with Max first uh, three years ago. So now we're full web design and dev shop. Yeah, that's such an interesting, and I hear so many entrepreneurs that started as as a business that had a solution that they wrote themselves that ended up being more, more. I'm not saying your other business wasn't successful, but the the business that you created by because you needed to run your business ended up being such a great hit that you were able to go in and continue doing that. I think that's, that's a testament. We've done a lot of business in Latin America, and I know that... Uh, in that same time frame, there wasn't a lot of options for things like a CRM or an ERP or even a website that a lot of those people would build them in-house. So that's that's a great story, and I, I can totally relate um, to what your what what that journey was or is. Yeah. I had to make the switch because I joke around like people ask me like what sneaker was selling and I would be like I have no idea like I don't understand fashion like why purple was the purple the color of the year or whatever <laughs> you ask me about autonomous cars I can talk to you for hours if you want to talk about inventory management yeah I can go at it so I realized okay I need to kind of focus on that so the the, the family business still runs you know my family's handling it but I'm in where I need to be because that's where I'm really good at yeah that's awesome um, me, my turn for question. Um, so when you're working with these clients, now that you're at Max First, um, how do you approach that like whole process of like meeting with them, understanding their goals, and then helping them cross that finish line, whatever it may be, if it's like migration or full build or whatever? Yeah, so we go in holistically, right? Like I want to understand their business. I mean, coming from that side, so we connect on a level that we're both entrepreneurs, we're on the same level. We're not hired help. We're not an agency that you just hire. We're really getting into the granular details of how your business is run, how are you handling logistics? What are you doing for staff management? Like I literally just try to go in and look at it. And then from that, I understand their business because I have entrepreneurial background and did my own stuff that I'm able to figure out, oh, there's a, there's a, you can save five hours by doing it this way. Using this app or platform will actually, it will be more ROI positive. Like, so we go in holistically, not just the web design, but look at their business as a whole. 
then we get into the specific stuff like, okay, this is what you're actually going to require. This is the platforms, the tech stack that you're going to build on. Okay, if you're doing inventory management this way, we need to use a middleware that connects with the site this way. So we're literally going in with an approach of what is, how is the business done and then working backwards around that. So most clients really like that because then they feel like I get it. Um, and then that we're, we're not just only focused on web design and development and that's our expertise. It's like everything else on top of it. So, yeah. and I would imagine that then you partner with other companies. Uh, I was if just going to say, if they <laughs> needed a CRM, you would look at Another Here. company. Way to go. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna say you must I mean, if you're going through that whole like building a tech stack, I mean, you can't do it all. You must really lean on partners and and finding 100%. good partners in the ecosystem. Like as soon as I met you guys, I was like, why didn't this exist ten years ago? Because mm. it was such a need even for our existing business, that personal shopper or communicating with customers, we would have grown 10x, you know, like yeah. just having that interpersonal connection, even though it's done at scale, but it, it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. So it's like instrumental for a lot of clients for, for, for you, like for you guys. <laughs> so. And when, when like just kind of going back to partnerships, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs would want to try to take all the business for themselves. And sometimes they make the mistake of not doing something as well as a partner can do it. How do you maintain that balance when you're when you're running your day to day? You know you need uh, you know you need another partner to help you. Let's just say you need help with your ERP implementation or writing NetSuite scripts or whatever the thing is that you need yeah. help on. And and instead of uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in the idea that oh I'll just go and find somebody to do this. And I'll do it myself rather than partnering with a company that they're going to be at a long-term partner with you to help you solve that problem and do it really well. And then you focus on your core business. Yeah, exactly. Like there's two ways to look at it, right? Like if you feel like you can build out a Shopify site in, you know, 30 hours and, you know, you're, you're calculating your time at a certain dollar per hour and it, it's cheaper than hiring a partner. Yeah, by all means, go for it. But if you're trying to learn that platform for the first time and you don't have the expertise, then it's worth getting a partner involved because they're doing this day in, day out, not just with one client, but like multiple. And they're in the marketplace that, listen, if you do it this way, this will fix this. But then if you do it this way, we can connect with that. So you're hiring. It's like no different than hiring a lawyer. Like if you're going to hire a lawyer, they know their, their field better than you do. You can go and study law. But it's going to take you three years worth of law school to get to where that lawyer is. Might as well just pay that lawyer, and this way you can move on and focus on your business. Yeah, ChatGPT five, by the way, is supposed to be able to pass the the the, the bar exam with a ninety nine percent or ninety nine point nine nine percent passing rate. <laughs> wow. Not that they're going to be there to answer any questions for you, but they can certainly pass the bar exam. Uh, you know, I think that's that's super interesting and I, a lot of entrepreneurs overlook the risk in in that as well like hey i, I can get some person to do this for 15 dollars an hour whatever the the dollar amount is but you've now by by saying you want to try to do everything you now also have the risk of is if that one little bit fails then they could leave you because they're unhappy with you as a 
business holistically, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's important. I mean, you can get those $15 an hour guys, and I'm not bashing it. They're great in certain circumstances. But when you're getting a partner involved, um, you're hiring their expertise. You know, they're creative with problem solving, figuring out really interesting solutions that are catered around. They're not hired help. They're not the people that like you just give them a task and they're just going to do it. They're literally going to go in. We go in and really problem solve really specific things and try to, hey, if you do it this way, this saves you 10 hours in labor. That cost in itself over a year will justify spending it on half the value on us or doing it that way. So they end up becoming ROI positive by getting a partner rather than just focusing on, let me just try to figure it out by myself scenario. Yeah, in in my past life, I can say that um, uh, like we would partner with hosting companies, right? And and we always tried to make sure that we settled things amongst ourselves outside of the client, so the client wouldn't see some dirty laundry, which is another way to build a strong partnership. So you're bringing unified approach to your client. Um, how how do you approach that when you're working with a company and and you have to have a, a partner help you? They really also have to stand up, and you both equally have to stand up with the client, and pr- you don't want to be finger pointing, is what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we vet out the par- partner, the the client vets out the partner. Um, you know, we're experts in Shopify, but when it comes to like a middleware with an integration with NetSuite, you know, that's not our cup of tea. Um, yes, we have some level of experience. We can help out on the Shopify side, but that whole middleware and then connecting with NetSuite, we have no real experience with it. So we're vetting out the other partner. We're looking at the reviews. We're looking at um, if any other previous clients have recommended them, um, if the clients work with them. So we're looking at it in every single point that we can just to validate it from our point that it is a legitimate partner and let's start collaborating. At the end of the day, every one of us, the client, the other partner, us, we all have the same goal of you know, getting this site launched or, or completing this project. So everyone's in it together. No one's against each other. There's no rivalry. We're, we're all in the same ecosystem. So we all want to work together. So that's the value add. And then, you know, we've turned into some partners turned into friends or we've given them a lot, a good amount of business or vice versa. They recommended us because we've done good work with them. So it turns into a really solid relationship over time. So it's always worth it going in that direction. Um, Staying on this topic of like working with partners, because I mean, that's what we're talking about, partner corner. Um, How do you stay up to date with these partners what i mean you might have a unique perspective on this since you are in the web development industry you're also like familiar with retail how do you stay up to date with the latest technologies coming out or the trends that are happening um or the next big thing that's that's coming out how do you stay up with that podcasts uh that's a big one um no reading um yeah like i mean these partners send us emails they're always keeping us informed we do monthly calls um we go to partner events um there's a ton of ways of approaching it but like we're just getting data fed non-stop from everyone um and then we're able to like oh this is really interesting this would actually work for this previous client and then that stays in our roster for future clients so now we know like when we're talking about it like hey Indeer can do this and then when then when we're talking to the client we introduce you guys and then it turns into a good relationship so 
we're always trying to stay on top of it with whatever medium that the partners give us. Um, and at the same time, we're helping implement these platforms as well to a degree. So we're getting firsthand experience of what it's actually capable of. So we get a bird's eye view of like potentially what could happen. And that sets up the framework when we're talking to a new client. Yes, I think this platform can do this. Let me talk to that partner and get them involved. So that just builds, you know, we all team up together and try to help sell it, pitch it, solution it out and, and all of that stuff. So earlier you said something around uh, before you had discovered in Deer, you didn't know what you didn't know what you would have done without them. What sets? I mean, I don't want to plug in deer at this I, I, too That's much. That's not what but, this is about. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I'm always interested in in. I mean, a niche solution is a niche solution, right? Yeah. And and I think it's admirable that companies really lean in on what they're good at, and the ones that lean in the best are the most are the ones that are the best at what they're doing. So tell us, like, why did you say that, and what were you? What were the downfalls that you experienced before so i honestly before i met i met lee uh, i met uh at some shopify event and i didn't understand i didn't even think of having using our sales staff as a sales staff the people on the floor as a marketing tool like for me they were just playing defense of anybody who walked in it was my job for the marketing piece and trying to drive traffic into the store so once i learned what india actually did i was like that just set off a clip, like a like a whole thing in my head. And I was like, oh, if this happens, then I can do this and that, that, and that. So like, I never thought of it. Like, there's downtime. There's people standing on the floor at all times, right? Like, the, like during uh, lunch hours or or late in the evening. And now it's also beneficial for our sales staff because you know they're going to get extra commission if they're talking to customers and they're selling it, and then we can convert it into like a a a, a transaction within Shopify, and then we can just ship it out. So it becomes like a seamless way. The clients, ha the customers happy, our sales are happy, we're happy. It's just net positive for everyone. And I just never thought of it. And I was like, this is a genius idea. And that's why I was like, all right, I need to partner up with them. So it was, I didn't even know it existed. That was the issue. I I can say that um, I was at a um, another CRM's uh, event last week and the idea of retail it's there is no you know I think there's a big distinguishment between CRM retail like I I think there's a there's a chasm still right there's not a <laughs> there's not a lot of the big ones like just say let's just say Salesforce uh, has always been a big CRM but they're not geared towards the the POS the person at the retail at the counter that's helping the user right. Yeah. That's, and I've also done a few interviews for, for companies that do the handwritten notes, like you can just put them in. And they said one of their biggest wins was having the person at the retail counter put a note in and then automatically send a thank you card to the user or to oh. the person who just bought something to them. So I, I think it, looking forward you know, there's going to be a lot of changes. What do you think is going to be like, we we can't even we can't even predict the next six months, right? Because ChatGPT <laughs> happened in November, and who would ever thought that it was going to be such a big deal? But what what do you think is going to be the next trend that we should be looking at when it comes to melding retail and e-commerce? Yeah, so I mean, like you know, ten years ago, early two thousand ten ish, retail was considered like the step. Like retail was still big, but it was considered the step type 
child, right? Like the new big trend was e-commerce and everybody focusing on that responsive website, you name it and selling online 2010 to like, you know, pre COVID it was like, like Warby Parker was a digital first company and then they happened to go into to retail. Um, and then post COVID retail became really important. Um, you know, that's where you go to get your stuff quick. You don't have to wait um, and all of that stuff. So omni-channel for the last five or six years became like a big buzzword. And that having that experience became so important. It wasn't just like a new trend. It was actually you building your business cohesively and mending the two together that it's not independent. Retail is not separate from online and online is not the only way to go. And what transpired over the last couple of years is like, you can't just focus on your website only. It has to be retail. It has to be marketplaces. It has to be multi-channel. There is no one dominant source. You just kind of have to be everywhere and build your business around. You are a business selling this product, but be on every single sales channel you can possibly be on. So that's been like the new trend now is like everyone trying to consolidate uh, and trying to widen their sales channels and never solely relying on one sales channel. Because if you're just doing your own website and you know, iOS 14.5 came up and Facebook ads don't work, you got screwed a couple of years ago. So the good thing is to diversify your sales channels, your marketing channels, you know, drive in traffic from everywhere and sell everywhere and go to where your customer is rather than forcing them to come to you. So trying to make that experience easier has been like the new thing. And so that's what we've been building for our clients is that whole new, you know, systems basically and trying to make everything together then on top you're taking all that data from everywhere wherever you can that first party data connecting it retargeting them remarketing them sending out email blasts contacting them again doing personal shop like all of that stuff so this way the ltv goes higher the aov goes higher and you're just trying to keep your kpis you know make sure your roi is high pretty much every acronym that i can mention around e-commerce <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, um, geez, it's been almost 10 years, but I, I was in the Magento community before this, and, and then it turned into Adobe. And I remember seeing a keynote that said, I, you know, like my buzzword is going to be, I closed the omni channel gap. And this is, say, 2016, <laughs> right? And, uh, and that was just sort of the, the omni channel was the buzzword of almost 10 years ago now. And I think we're still pushing towards having an omni-channel obviously there's always going to be multiple channels but uh it's interesting that um that it's that we're we're still in this space where there's so many different options and a lot of retailers forget that if they don't sell on something or they should at least try something and I, one of the things i always see is people that are on amazon that don't have a website or they're on a website that don't that aren't even trying Amazon. There's so many things you should at least test. And it's getting easier, right? I always joke around like people's behavior is always slow. So even though the technology exists today, like AI is out, drive self-driving cars are out, we're not gonna see the real benefit as a society for like the next 10 years because people are slow to adapt. Mm -hmm. Like e-commerce was out in like 1998, right? And it didn't really pick up like, yes, people were shopping then the dot-com boom, but then people really like, I'm going to say my dad didn't start <laughs> buying until 2010. So it took like 12 years for him to play catch up for technology that existed 12 years prior. And that's what's happening now, right? Like 
yes, omni-channel was the buzzword six years ago, but now everyone's starting to like play catch up. Like, oh yeah, let's combine these systems, and everyone's just slow at it. But that's that's the nature of the game of technology in general. Well, I know a really really cool like really trendy uh retail omnichannel crm um if anybody has any questions about that what it might be i won't tell you what it is but i know of one omnichannel <laughs> um so i'll i have one more question and then we'll we'll wrap we'll wrap it up with this question um and again you should probably have a good answer for this since you've been in the retail fashion and web development world is there a brand right now that you can point to and say they're killing it, whether it be with their website or their marketing or their store design uh, or all of the above. Is there a brand that you're like, wow, they're really nailing it? All of our clients. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, off the top of my head, um, yeah, I can't think of anything. Banded.com is really cool. Um, they're like an outerwear company. They're one of our clients, but you know, like, they're doing a phenomenal job. They do a ton of wholesale, e-commerce. Um, they're they have such quality products, and they have such a big community. They're heavily focusing on their community and growing that organically, not just going after paid ads and like just getting those quick sales. They're trying to build something long term. So that I thought was really admirable. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's like the standard for every e-com business, but they're putting their heart and soul into their their customer base. And I thought that was a little bit unique compared to everyone else. Like they're not just in it for sales. They really want to build their like people to love their product. So yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, um, I, I, I had a, a guess that she made custom cat carriers and she has a cat community and that she also does a conference called CatCon, <laughs> And that's, that's a, community that I, I don't know if she's helped start it, but she's certainly part of it. And that's a big portion of her business is that community that helps drive that. And I think that's, that's another area where people often overlook. And I'm going to say as companies get bigger, they disregard the community more and more. And I think it's something that big companies need to figure out how can they maintain a community while still getting to enterprise scale, right? And I'm just going to point out that Adobe has lost the community in the Magento space, which it's no secret. But as companies get bigger, they there's less people that remember, hey, that this was a way that the that we got started. And it's it applies to retail, too. Right. I, there's there's if if you if you started as a community company or your goal as a company was to bring community that don't forget it when you get so big that, you know, you have a thousand stores or whatever it is, there's a still a place for community. Yeah. And like, there's one, so like, yeah, to your point, yeah, when companies get big, they lose their soul. Like Google, don't be evil. They took it out of their mission statement. So. Um, they can be evil now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so like, um, one way I really tried to stay when I was doing when I was in the family business and like I wanted to like stay on top of because when I was focused on e-commerce and wholesale, I kind of stepped away from the actual end consumer buying the product. So I made it a point to like once a week, actually on Saturdays, I would go into the store and stand on the floor and just be a salesman and sell. And that really got me in tune with what's trending, what's actually mm -hmm. happening, what are people asking for? 
So this way I can make better decisions on buying or customer experience or whatever. That interaction was way more valuable than me making, you know, gigantic decisions. That was the most important thing. And I've seen DoorDash, like the CEO, tell all of his, you know, C-level suite, like, or, or employees, everyone has to do DoorDash once a month, you know, actually do deliveries. And I know people were complaining about it, but I think that's the most important thing that you can do. So you can know who your customer is, you know you know, what they're looking for, what they want, what their experience is, and then you can build on top of it. And if you do that as a company at scale, forget it. It's going to be, DoorDash is going to be on top. I, I'm I'm pretty confident there, but if they keep implementing this. So that's just, I think the motto should be, don't lose your soul. That's great. <laughs> uh, Jason, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's really good. That's great advice or great yeah, outlook. Um, so Jason, as we close out, we've, we've burned through uh, half an hour already. Um, uh, I give everybody a chance to do a shameless plug about anything they'd like. <laughs> what would you like to plug today? Uh, I'm a business guy. I got to listen. If you guys need sneakers, hit me up. If you need a website, hit me up. I got you guys. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm a Hoka size 12. I there am also I a Hoka size nine. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, it's been a great. It's been such a pleasure speaking today. This has been a. This has been our inaugural um, Endear Partner Corner episode. Uh, Madeline, do you have anything? Any parting words you'd like to say? Um, I guess my only parting words are, would also be to say thank you. And um, if we have any partners listening to this and they also want to get involved in uh, the monthly Endear X Talk Commerce Partner Corner, um, we're excited to kick this off and I'm excited to be on a podcast for the first time ever. <laughs> All right. And Jason, we'll make sure we get your, your contact details in the show notes uh, so they can find you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce. Please rate this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the free joke project. Go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the free joke project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch in the spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com. <laughs>